this week, I took a risk. I went to an exercise class that was advertised to be a low-impact workout. You see, I have issues with my feet, my ankles, my knees, my hips. So a lot of jumping and running is just not something I want to get too involved with. This exercise class is probably a lot of fun for somebody who doesn't have to worry about her ability to walk the next day. I took the risk and it was not for me. If you're new to Toastmasters, you're starting at level one. You're not thinking about level four at all, but on both levels, it's about taking risks. Are you interested in public speaking or leadership skills? Then Toastmasters is for you. Welcome to the Toastmasters 101 podcast, where we talk about Toastmasters education program, Pathways. I'm your host, Kim Kraji. After we've been in Toastmasters for a while, we pretty much forget how much of a risk it is coming to a Toastmasters meeting and how much of a risk it feels for people to even join the club. Whether or not public speaking is more feared than dying, there is a significant risk in stepping up onto a stage when you know you're not ready. When you join Toastmasters to learn, and the first thing you're expected to do is to get up and give an icebreaker speech, it's terrifying. In level one, the new member is introduced to the Toastmasters system. The icebreaker introduction speech is the only the first step. I have seen people stand at the front of the room, trembling the whole time. The piece of paper where they've written out their entire speech, word for word, clutched in their hands, shaking so hard that it couldn't possibly be read, and then sit down, already worried about the next speech. They took a risk, and they'll take the next risk, and the next. That kind of bravery and commitment must be honored and recognized. For me, getting through my first four speeches was very stressful. It took at least that many speeches before I thought, I think I can do this. At that point, I'd been a member for at least seven months, and I'd filled a few of the club meeting rules. I cannot complain about how we introduce the Toastmasters program at level one. We get the icebreaker speech so that they can face their fears right away. We teach people how to give and how to receive evaluations. And we teach how to research and write a speech. Honestly, if I'm mentoring somebody, I tell them to do project three first how to research and organize the speech before we get into the evaluations. It just seems more logical to give somebody that basic instruction first. I don't want people to start with some bad practices and then have to unlearn them. In 2020 hindsight, I know this is intimidating, but I also know that you don't conquer your fears until you act, until you face them. I know that there are some people who want to gently sneak up onto your fears, coming sideways instead of straight on. Both the subtle, slow method and the fast, in-your-face, deep-end-of-the-pool immersion do work in helping people face their fears. Whatever way our members decide to take on their fears, we need to support them. We need to encourage them, invite them to participate in table topics, Give them a standing ovation at the conclusion of their icebreaker. Level four is a different kind of risk. It's when you start to put your skills to work. 
up till now, leadership and public speaking projects have been very separate. There's not a whole lot of overlap except to give a speech about the leadership style test on level two or the basic leadership assignment in level three. Now, level four is the time when you start to integrate all these skills. There are two projects in there. One project is required that is specific to the pathway, and the other one is a big elective project. It's interesting to me that this level is called building skills. Isn't that what level one is supposed to do? Well, when you think about it, every level is about learning new skills and building on them, right? And in the previous podcast, I talked about how taking on club meeting rules builds leadership skills. That's episode 25. But level four is a whole nother set of skills that I wonder about, especially the leadership tasks. It feels risky because what leadership training have you gotten up until now? Okay, there's club meeting rules, the leadership style quiz in level two, the required pathway in level two, such as managing your time, the pathway required project at level three, such as planning and implementing or negotiate for the best outcome. So when you get to level four, the introduction to leadership has been pretty elementary. When you start public speaking at level one, it's also elementary. I also strongly believe that your leadership skills are based on strong public speaking skills. So I guess I'm okay with the strong emphasis on public speaking first and then introduce the leadership skills training, but that's probably not intuitive to new members. And maybe if they're on the leadership development or dynamic leadership pathways, it feels like it's a little late in the game. I get that. Learning leadership is like learning public speaking. You have to do it. That's why I suggest that you step up and take on another leadership role in your club. Be a club officer. Yep, I think it's time for you to be a club officer. If you're at level four, you might want to give some thought to this. Every club has seven officer roles that need to be filled annually or semi-annually. Maybe your club just had elections and you don't want to think about that now. I suggest you do think about it now. There are two training sessions that you can attend per year, even if you aren't an officer. You can learn the basics and even decide that that one's not the job for you right now. You can find free officer rule descriptions on the Toastmasters.org website. The link is in the show notes, but you must log into the Toastmasters.org website in order to have access to them. Put this idea into your brain start watching the officers who are currently filling the roles in your club. You might help out a bit. If the VP of membership is planning an open house, I'm sure that they will want your help. Or maybe you could plan the open house. You'll get so much appreciation from your club for taking that risk and a great leadership experience. Back at level one, everything was new and you had a lot to learn. Not only how to write and give a speech, but how to understand the Toastmasters universe. Did you know that we're a little quirky? What's with all the clapping? Okay, I'm going to take it. I'm going off on a tangent here. All that clapping is really important. It's encouragement to the speaker who may be feeling anxious. It recognizes the completion of a task and the conclusion of event, like table topics. In this world, 
Applause might seem a little bit contrived because we know the big name talk shows use signs to promote it, to create excitement in their recordings. But just because they misuse applause doesn't mean it's wrong. For example, I recently attended a conference where the MC told us that every time he introduces a speaker, he expects us to stand up and give a standing ovation to welcome that person to the stage. Obviously, this was not a Toastmasters event. It felt manipulative and manufactured. Not at all real or not genuine. Compare that to the tradition that many clubs have to give a standing ovation for a newbie Toastmasters first icebreaker speech. We are honoring that person's bravery. We're honoring their commitment by standing and applauding after their speech. At level four, sadly, we don't see enough standing ovations, and I think that's a bit sad. Many of these speech projects are complicated and challenging. I think people deserve a standing ovation for the work that they do to complete this level. Maybe we need to start a new tradition when a level is completed standing ovation. Talk to your vice president of education and see what they think about that. Okay, back to topic. Level four is where we see the big differences in pathways. Each pathway has a unique required project that's going to take some time to complete. There are also eight other electives that you must choose from to complete as well. Because Pathways doesn't specify the sequence of these projects within the level, you can do them in either order, or you can do them at the same time. There's no reason you can't take the lead in a project and create a social media presence at the same time. These two projects might even complement each other. Level four asks you to take risks because you might not be successful. You remember that first speech? That horrible feeling you felt that you weren't doing a very good job? Nobody expected you to do a good job. But at this point, you've created three levels where you've given nine or 10 speeches. By now, regardless of the success of your project, you should be able to give a speech that shows some progress in those public speaking skills. Those level four projects aren't small. You're taking on a bigger challenge. Look, I know what I'm talking about when I say that writing all those blog posts for social media or doing an hour's worth of podcasting isn't a task you do in one evening. I guess I'm saying that risk changes based on the amount of work you need to put in to make it successful. The more effort you exert, the more likely you are to succeed. And that's a critical point in level four projects. The sweet thing about Toastmasters is it's a safe place to take these risks. Here, you can really mess it up bad and learn from the experience without the mockery of the world or without the pressure from your employer to succeed. This is where you can try new things, bomb utterly and completely, and then move on. You don't have to release that podcast. The blog can be taken down. The online meeting deleted. The Q&A session will be forgotten. But you might find you like that. Running webinars or blogging or podcasting. But you won't find out if you rush these projects just to get them out of the way. So take the risks. Go deep into the work. Develop the skills that you can from the project 
and discover something about yourself all at the same time. Thanks for listening to the Toastmasters 101 podcast. There is absolutely no risk to take by going to our subscribe page at the Toastmasters101.net slash subscribe page and choosing a free subscription to this podcast and tell a friend. Our music today is from incompetech.filmmusic.io. Toastmasters 101 is a podcast production of Toastmasters District 10.